I'm Christian Abbott. I'm Nathan Lavender. I'm Sean Abbott. And this is the Red Mist Podcast. Welcome to the Red Mist Podcast, Season 3, Episode 8. The 2004 Daytona 500 winning Chevy Monte Carlo of Dale Earnhardt Jr. See, that was that was 20 years ago, and when the NASCAR racing at Daytona was really good, if you ask me. I, I mean, it was probably a lot better than what we saw this Sunday, or Monday, yesterday. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, so we still have a lot to talk about, I'll yeah. tell you. Well, tonight's what, Daytona 500, but uh, we also got the Bathurst 12 hours, and I got some news and notes on some other stuff that was announced over the week. But Yeah, yeah and I, I, I saw some of the 12 hours, and, uh, you know, it's like there must have been a huge rain cloud, because it went beyond Daytona <laughs> as well, yeah. so... <laughs> Yeah. So we got uh we got rain everywhere. We got it all weekend at Daytona, seven hours at Bathurst. <laughs> I think that's what the total was. It was at least half of it. But yeah, it was, def- uh, we it was definitely, definitely have a lot half, of that. Yeah. So, uh, so the 2024 Daytona 500, uh, 24. Speaking of which, does that mean something? Uh, I don't know, man. There was a jet dryer that got that had an accident on Monday morning. So you know, I was wondering if you're gonna bring that. Up. Why not? Was, well, you know what it is. It was so weird because like everyone, like in the NASCAR world, was thinking, okay, race on a Monday, two jet dryers crashing. This is all 2012 all over again. So it has to be. It has to mean that the 17 is going to win this race, right? So Chris Buescher. I mean, personally, I went to them. All that disappointed with that, uh, but later on it didn't prove to be that result. No, I mean, I mean, I would, I wouldn't be upset with Crush Busher. I got to meet him and race with him one time. <laughs> I forget about that. You and yeah. Dakota Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. I that's, uh, that's, uh, that's that good old F one Boston. I, I was gonna say that's an infamous F one Junior League uh, or F one Boston Junior League story. But yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm so, uh, I'm pretty sure he like moved all the kids out of the way, if I recall that correctly. So, but you know, is what it is. The, <laughs> the pro league move, the yeah. sprint league move. Yeah. Oh, where's Sean tonight? Oh my gosh, I know. Sean's not with us tonight. He's uh yeah. he's on assignment. On assignment. So. Yeah. Uh, so maybe next week. I mean, I, I guess of all the weeks to miss, I guess this was the week he would miss. I mean, y- you know, and it. <laughs> It's kind of shocking because what else are we going to talk about other than just five laps worth of Daytona? Oh, listen to you. you. You definitely did not watch the whole thing, did you? I had it on in the background because there was literally nothing else to watch. So 
I had it on and I was like half paying attention, but my statement still from last year, from the previous year and the year before still stands. All you got to do is wait for the last five laps and that's all you need to watch. And sure enough, that's all that you needed to watch this year. And um, uh, I mean, there was some pretty good action at the start. I liked the, I really liked the sunset start. That did look really nice. Oh, no. uh, for pictures-wise. I mean, scenic. There, um, There is other good stuff in the race, but when you have, what, 40 cars? Yeah. Okay, when you have 40 cars and then half the field gets taken out with, what, 10 to go, and then they okay. take some, a couple laps to to clean it all up so then it's five to go by the end of it and then they just barely make across the start finish line as they're crashing so then they call it and then that's the race you know like i i don't know at, at that point like why like why even have the previous uh uh what is it 200 laps so 195 laps you're doing so, right right it, it's but, i mean the, the action started pretty early Right, I mean, not five going to six. I uh, mean, yeah. Uh, my homeboy Brad Kozlowski kind of started something. Uh huh. He was uh, bump drafting, wasn't causing a wreck, right? Uh, bump uh, drafting John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> In turn, mm-hmm. knocked him. <laughs> you know, Lucy Goosey, right? <laughs> Into uh, Harrison Burton. Harrison Burton went for a wild ride. He went uh, across the grass with uh, Carson Hosovar, and Harrison Burton came across the track, and I think it was Kaz Grella that T-boned him and knocked the whole front end nearly off, uh, destroyed the Wood Brothers 21 car. But uh, Carson Hosovar, I think, had... I thought his car looked fine, but he was stuck in the grass, and they ended up towing his car, which I really didn't understand. So obviously it was beyond just getting stuck in the grass would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, con- considering where it happened and the speed that um, that they were going, it it actually wasn't as bad as it could be. It could have been because um, I mean they, the grass did slow them up s- somewhat. Uh, but I mean, if when you have guys coming towards the trioval and then they cut across the grass right back into the racing line like that's that that could be a recipe for disaster and thankfully they they didn't really destroy too many cars it only what it only collected one or two other cars when they came back up right there was um Pascal I mentioned uh Austin Dillon was involved uh let's see there was so Martin Truex got in there yeah Truex yeah. was involved uh Jimmy Johnson like had a little bit of damage on Priest, mm-hmm. and then it was uh, from there. It was uh, it, it it was some really good pit strategy going on uh, throughout the race. There was green flag pit stops, which was very nice. Uh, I was worried it was going to be a caution fest after that because uh, to have it wreck that early is I can only remember one time that there was a there was a big one and. A couple of years ago on lap two, and that's just never a good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, f- fair enough to them. They they went green for another 180 laps, right? Yeah, I would I would say that's the yeah something right, like that right ballpark. Um, uh, it's just the stages got in the way, which I mean that's a whole another conversation. But yeah, yeah, it 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 would have been really um, 
without the stages, I mean, not not to dive into that whole situation, but I mean, without the stages, it would have been really interesting to see how strategy would have worked out um, for that race, considering the race did go green for that long. So, right, and th- that, those are the all, only other cautions, and then you get to the final stage. Okay, we had a few stage winners, right? Ryan Blaney made a pretty good move on uh, Austin Cindric, uh to win the stage. And then uh, Chase Elliott, I think it was Chase Elliott, the one, Chase, uh, mm-hmm. stage one? Yep. Sta- yeah, yeah, he did, he did. Okay, so yeah, it was Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney. Uh, funny enough, both did get help from their teammates, but also kind of went against their teammates trying to see what moves they could do. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting to see how that was all working out. Uh, kind of was, I was, I was thinking it was going to be a prologue to what the finish could could be. Uh, and so fast forward to the last stage, we get to, the, it starts to show that the pressure cooker is getting hotter and hotter and hotter the pressure's on, right? And so people are starting to make some serious aggressive moves and pushes and Yeah, I mean at at one point it was like lap one eighty, they were three wide, I don't know, seven rows deep, something like that. And Yeah. Yeah. But, and to be fair, they were doing that for the next ten laps and at and right before the big one happened, I I was sitting there. I was like, if they if they pull it off and go to the finish all green, that would be impressive, in itself. Um, I agree. I agree. And and you start to think, okay, like, where's the run gonna go? Mm-hmm. Where's the run gonna come from? And I was thinking because they were doing pit stops. I think with like twenty or thirty to go. It was pretty late on uh, their pit stops, and I would even. Mentioned that I wasn't sure if it was like because there was the Fords working together. It was Penske and RFK and uh, yeah, of like Frank Kozlowski and David Reagan. But David Reagan and I don't know where Chris Busher was. He he was he wasn't really anywhere in the front really at all. He was like I mean fifteenth back a lot of the race. Uh, so I, I don't know what was going on there. And, but, I mean, there's – it was funny because uh, – well, not funny, but uh, Michael McDowell had some electrical issues, and so he was falling like a rock. I think he ended up at one point being five laps down and just was out of it as a whole. But Todd Gillen and Gillen showed up at the end leading some laps. And, uh, and then with eight laps to go, Christian – Everyone that predicted everything, right? The yep. big one. Mm-hmm. It happened. So. Oh yeah. Oh oh, it uh, happened. All right. And and Nate, who who was it? Was the first car that was turned straight Christian, to the wall? Christian. <laughs> <sighs> Brad Kislev. Yeah. Yep. I when I when I saw that, I could, I, oh, I, 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 I threw my hands up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, "You gotta be joking!" I was gonna, um, I was gonna say, I think immediately when that happened, I was there sitting texting you. <laughs> I was just like, I, 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 I was just I, I, every every replay I looked at it. It was just I'm like, "You gotta be kidding me! You've got to be freaking kidding!" Like, I mean, 
and then uh, with, with, so Alex Bowman was giving a really aggressive push to William Byron but my whole thing is like you can give those pushes but like where are you going to go in like some of those cases like I get it's crunch time but I kind of because I think there was a moment there was one car that went down in front of Byron. Oh uh, no, 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 just no, no, no. It was um, Ross Chastain. He had the lead, and Kislowski had oh, a run yes. and was going to yeah. use it. And then Chastain went for the block. And in doing in that same instance, there's just Alex Bowman and William Byron. I mean, Bowman is pushing, 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 and pushing. Uh, William Byron, and so he got a wiggle, and you know he had nowhere to go, you know. Mm-hmm. So in in that um, turn, Kazowski and got into Logano, and 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 beyond that, I really felt for uh, Ryan Blaney. Uh, Ryan Blaney, because I mean he's surprisingly enough the only person at Penske that does not have a win at the Daytona 500, and is just in snake bit every year, like that close. Like seriously, I mean, the last three or four years he's been in it, mm-hmm. he's either finished second or has been like out of it within the last ten laps with a fighting chance. And uh, there was even a uh, when Kurt Busch won the five hundred when he was at uh, the Wood Brothers, he almost won. Um, made an amazing move going from the top lane to the low lane. With a huge run, I thought I thought he was going to steal the 500 that day, but I mean that just didn't happen. It was Kurt Busch's day, but I mean this this was a turning point in the race. Took a lot of contenders out, and and then we get to the final restart because they they ripped like the race for a lengthy amount of time, and I, they went I want to say five to go. They went green, yeah, something like that, and I'm kind. I, NASCAR fan here. I'm anticipating uh, something to happen, such as like someone gets spun, a yellow, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I'm expecting a green white checker. We're kind of getting there, and then we're getting the white. Now, I'm not in the cockpit or anything, but but where where was Ross Chastain going to go? He knows that there's a car inside, right? You know, I mean, at that point... He, got, he, got, he, he turned himself. I mean... He turned himself down the inside. I, I get that, you know, his whole thing is he's, you know, not going go to... Sl- he's not going to go to sleep knowing that he didn't try, right? He He's going to go to sleep knowing that he did try to go for the win. But I almost look at it as... Maybe you could have gone high because the, the the thing is the lanes are were starting to close up even before that was happening. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not in the cockpit, but I'm just kind of like looking at it as third person. Maybe that could have been his best move to go to the high side where it looked like there was at least a whole lane for him to go up and maybe carry that momentum on the high side and do something there. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and then... Deciding the finish. Now I wasn't sure by this. I I kind of the coverage was a little like 
vague with it, I, I want to say, because they were showing that once you got to the start finish line, that was the deciding part of the winner. That's what they I, I was led to believe. And the caution didn't come out until later on. There's I thought it would be Alex Bowman that would would it be taking the win. I thought it was for sure Alex Bowman based on you know the views I was seeing. And then to my surprise, they said William Byron. I was like, oh, okay. Based on what I've seen, I, I thought it was Bowman. But I mean, the cool part is. Uh, William Byron brought the 24 to victory lane again. I mean, nearly 19 years ago, uh, Jeff Gordon won the Daytona 500 in the 24, and, and he adds to that legacy. And even a cooler story is he goes from like, he goes from the sim racing rig right to becoming a Daytona 500 champion, which is a unusual background. Uh, normally, you hear it from like go karts or lower forms of stock car racing such as late models or some, some, something of that nature. And it's a, a new era of drivers coming up, coming up, going up through the ranks. I just, but I just think, I think NASCAR could have thrown the yellow before the start finish line to have a green white checker. That's just my real stink. It just, it, it, it really, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying. It's not. I don't think it was the best call. They, NASCAR was super lazy on it, and just I think wanted to get it over with. Yeah, which I'm, I mean, they did have the Xfinity race that they had to run afterwards too because there was rain in the morning, so that had to get postponed and pushed off. Um, but yeah, but I, you had the ARCA race at 10:30 p.m. I, you know, the other day, which I mean, there you go. You finished that race at that time. You you had lights just whatever you got the biggest race of the year and you're going to just kind of cut it short and no I, blue balls I, like, I, i'm not i'm not for that i i i get it but if because of where the crash happened and you can argue it was the crash happened either before the cross the start finish line or after the start finish line but like because it was so close it, it's a toss-up of what they're going to do so but because the if you if you went to that replay whatever and it was it showed that the field had crossed the start finish line and then the yellow came out then the the race is over at that point because you're on the you're on the last lap you don't have a, a chance to sit there and say well it we're not on that lap so we can do a green white checker but it i i don't As much as I want to sit here and say that that one decision over the other is going to be a better finish for the race, I, plate racing I don't enjoy. And no, this, I, well, this form, the, you this, have to tell me twice. Yeah, I know the, that this about is just, you, Sean. Right? Yeah. But I, I'll tell you if the, if you're going to have like like Austin Cindric and Ross Chastain are really sideways well before the start finish line. I just, I, I, I can't believe the call. I just, for me watching these races for 21 years, I just, I, I personally, I just can't believe the call because I mean, you have all these different Daytona 500s that finish under green, watch green, red checkered. I've, I've grown to 
it's it's a love hate relationship. Believe me, there's there's some greenwash triggers that are just loads of BS, loads of BS. But then it's like on the flip side of the coin, if you do it this way, then what's the point in even having them? I, I mean, is, I, my, is my other argument. Yeah, I, I've I've never been a fan of them, so I because to me it's then it doesn't become the 500 race; it becomes 500 plus miles, and that's. If you're gonna advertise a race being a distance race, then finish it on on that distance. Um, so on on that hand, I'm glad it finished that way. But at the same point, or at the same time, like I I get why people would want a better finish to what was kind of lackluster. Um, but right. at the with all of yeah, this, no, ra- I, racing, I, I hear you. racing is racing, and not every finish can be exciting. Because if every finish was exciting, then you wouldn't have the standout finishes that are exciting for what the, exactly those reasons. So, 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 so now, do we call this the Daytona four ninety seven point five? No, because they they went five hundred miles. They went around one more time, and they crossed the start finish line. <sighs> okay. It wasn't range shortened or anything like that. Like they, which they, is nice. Yeah, they yeah. Com- they completed the distance. I know there's been fi- I know that there's been 500s in the past where it's been cut short because of of rain and whatnot. So like I, it, at least it wasn't you weren't uh, lost out on that. But I mean it, you can't control the weather, and when stuff like this happens, you just have to act in the best interest of what you think went on and and that's it so right yeah well congrats to uh william byron hendrick motorsports and uh and and it is there is a cool part to see the 24 back in victory lane like that at daytona um and i gotta tell you i do like the paint scheme this year uh the white with the red flames and the yellow 24 Mm -hmm. uh there is something nostalgic about that uh i like the new idea of the flames they really i think they should have just kept the flames and they brought that back this year which is awesome so uh love the paint scheme and uh car will look good at daytona usa for the whole year until next time so yeah so i'm uh it is what it, it is what it is at the finish but I'll, I'll tell you um you know looking at the positives uh New Daytona 500 winner, classic number returns to victory lane at Daytona, and uh, let's see, on to Atlanta, on to Atlanta. It, mm-hmm. Of all tracks, well, they go up to another super speedway right well, after, which I'm like, okay. Well, Nate, hold on. Bef- before we get to Atlanta, we, we also got to talk about your racing adventures oh, boy. this, this yeah, weekend, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. You, you did your own 500-mile race of your own in in somewhat William Byron esque nature of on the sim, and you came out on top. Yes, yeah, I uh, I get my well, what is it? My invisible Daytona five hundred ring yeah. or virtual Daytona five hundred ring. Yeah, but th- this is this was um, I'll tell you, this is the one I really had circled of all the like I I, I go on i racing. I love the special events. Those are some of my favorite things to do. And the Daytona 500 was just always the one that's like circled for me because personally, I love the Daytona 500. It's it's personally, I would even say my favorite 
of all the races to watch just because it's so nostalgic to me and and it is the first race i've ever watched uh in 2003 i watched it and the, the cool part of it is my card number was 15 um and so the first daytona 500 I, or first ever race i watched was the 2003 daytona 500 and the winner of that race michael waltrip his number was 15 as well and fun fact about that one the shortest distance in Daytona 500 history was the 2003 Daytona 500, completing 109 laps. Mm. Uh, yikes! Yeah, but still, um, that was uh, that. Yeah, I know, just just past 250 miles. Yeah, so, what is it? Uh, yeah, do math. But uh, uh, 109 <laughs> laps was completed, and uh, for for me, I just. The race was pretty pretty cool. I got to uh, lead the high line a, a lot, uh, let some laps. There was green flag pit stops, which is definitely nice. I like that part. Uh, and I did win it in two green-white checkers. So call me Juan about green-white checkers. <laughs> That's why I call it a love-hate relationship with that. But, Wait, so, uh, so Nate, are you saying you're not the Daytona 500 champion? You're, you're the Daytona 500-plus champion? So, so who actually won the race then? <laughs> oh, of course, I'm going to tell you it's me, but that's right, just, right, you know, right, right. Yeah. And, and same thing with iRacing. iRacing can back that up as well. So, <laughs> so that's, right. hey, listen, you know what? Uh, I, I won my favorite race on iRacing finally, and it's official, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, it. in the virtual world, I join AJ Foyt, Mario Andretti, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy McMurray. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, you've so you've won both check, both checked of out the, big the Daytona races. races. Yep, yeah. both both yeah. Daytona races. You got you got a you got to watch it. What is it? A watch and a is it a ring for the five hundred? Yeah, ring. Nice. So, there you go. Harley, Harley J Earl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool stuff and uh, beautiful paint scheme to boot. Mm, right. So yes, yes. Um, so I. We gotta make sure you know, we get. It's kind of funny. Did, did you get a screenshot of that? Because we get, I gotta, I should use that for the post of, the, of what this podcast comes I, out for. Uh, I, I have a photo, um, okay. but I'll, I'll probably yeah, take yeah. a few more photos because there's some cool shots with the sunset and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, so and, and plus, well, you know, it's you know, I wonder if because um, I'm trying to, I might, I might call Lionel Racing tomorrow and see if they can make like a a one twenty four version like of that. So I'd like to have that. On the mantle somewhere, so. a little diecast of that car. See, you, know, yeah. you already know. So I think that would look hot. And, I, and look, I'll put, I'll put Friday night, nine p.m. Open. What is it? NASCAR <laughs> iRacing series, right? You can put whatever yeah, on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Split fourteen. No one has to know. Right? No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> but but I'll okay, tell you so really yeah. quick. The, the the top split finish in that uh, Blake McCandless. I think I, I want to make sure I say that name right. He won his race by one thousandth of a second, and it was a crazy fuel run wow. to the finish. So, so Jeez. there's, yeah. So that was um that was pretty insane to watch. So, uh, yep. Yeah, check off the Daytona five hundred, uh, and I'll tell you what. But, hey, there's lots of special eye racing events that are out there, and but that that one that one's the one's the, that one's probably the one I had circled most and felt pretty good. Yeah. All right, so uh, Daytona it out. Pretty much Daytona it out. We, I mean, we got our own, 
we got one one last Daytona after, oh, after we yeah, finish recording, right, yeah. but, but we'll be <laughs> then we'll right, officially what the be done. Truck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so all right. Um, so. but with this Daytona uh, 500, there was rain. But what also had rain this weekend was <laughs> down under in Australia with the Bathurst 12 hours. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, the Bathurst 12 hours is a sports car race around Mount Panorama. Um, and they, the field comprises of GT3 cars, GT4s, and an invitational class, um, which is a few other, uh, cars makes, um, for people that are down in the area. Um, overall, that race is absolutely fantastic, um, the the top part of the mountain of that track is probably one of the hardest sections in all of racing and it's so rewarding when you put a lap together um the, this weekend they in one of the demo runs before the race even started there was a unrestricted GT3 or I'm sorry unrestricted Mercedes GT3 so they just kind of like threw away some of the um, BOP and regulations that uh, usually come with running in that class. And this car lapped four seconds faster um, than what, uh, than what the pole record pole time was uh, in one of the previous Bathurst qualifying sessions. And I mean, the car sounded incredible it flew and they even they threw drs on the car so it was just hilarious watching the wing on the on the uh two or three straightaways that they have just open up and or or sit back further down and just see the thing fly down the straightaways um really cool stuff there's you can find the uh off-car tv shots of it going around and you can also find the onboard tv shot um onboard uh, camera shots of the car on like all of the Bathurst 12 hour social media uh, accounts and then even on um, some of Mercedes social media accounts as well but that's that was a cool lapse to watch uh, so go check it out if you haven't seen it um, as far as the Bathurst 12 hour race itself went uh, field was really close together um couldn't really get uh much closer than it was um the at, at one point before the rain started coming there was the top 6 were i think no more than 8 seconds apart in total so just really Which is nice for like an endurance race like that right and 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 with that i think it was second it was either second to six or third, third to seventh. One of the two. Um, we're all like bumper to bumper for a good stint, stint and a half, um, which was awesome to see. Yeah, it. Well, you know what's cool about this race? Um, I like how it, like starts in the early, early morning. Yes. Right. Like, <laughs> I cannot imagine what it's like to start that dark. Yeah, so let alone going up and down like the probably one of the hardest circuits. Right. 
that there is in the world. Yes. Uh, of course, Nurburgring taking that, you know, honors of number one. But I mean, this is this is a track that requires full commitment. Yeah. And and for context, the, um, unlike some of the other uh, famous twelve-hour races, this race st- starts at five fifty, five forty-five in the morning. Um, so they're in the they're in the dark for the first half an hour, forty-five minutes, and then the sun rises, and then you're just absolutely blinded <laughs> by the sun as you're going around the track. Um, which is just a whole nother thing to just be driving around the mountain blind for half the half the time. Jeez, jeez, yeah. I mean, it's it's something. It's something to watch. Um, and I liked when you know, as soon as the sun started coming out, there was a you know definitely some cool moments to take some pictures. Uh, was Jamie Price there? Was he was he taking pictures? Uh, I'm not sure. I. I He's one of my favorite photographers. Yes. And I just, it, I, I know there's, there was some uh, shots I was seeing of like when the sun was rising and it was like going down where the um, skyline is. There, there are some great shots over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, the, one of the bigger headlines going into this race was that the sun energy one Mercedes, uh, Driven by um, Kenny Abul, uh, um, is it James or Jules Gunan? Um, Jules Gunan. Jules yeah, Gunan, and yeah. then because he uh, he could win his fourth in a row. Yes, yeah. So so Sun Energy One was going for their their third Bathurst twelve hours win in a row, and Jules Gunan was going for his fourth because um, he had right. he had won the previous two with Sun Energy and then uh, won it the year before um, joining them. So that was definitely the, uh, a cool storyline going into this race. And when it was all said and done, they finished second. And they, they only finished second by two and three quarters of a second. Or, yeah, 2.75 seconds. They finished um, behind the leader. So props to them for that. Um, but they were only outdone by Manti uh Motorsport or is it motorsports? No. Oh, I'm botching it. But they they run the, the, the green Porsche. Yeah, they they <laughs> Man, simplest terms for others out there. Manti has been running Porsches um as as far as I can remember th- for these uh, past few years, and their their lineup of Lawrence Brantor, uh, Matt Campbell, and uh, I don't know his first name, but Guven uh, was there. Um, Anthony Guven, maybe. Um, was was the lineup so i none of these guys are slouches like the, the this pro class was really cool um I, I, the other notable um name out there that oh, pe- some other people might know is uh valentino rossi was driving um on the team wrt team uh in the bmw um and he he was doing fantastic as well um but yeah like there, there is no. It, this race is not short of talent, by any means. No, it's not. But you know what I'm thinking? Like, I, I know he's like driving a car around there. But can you imagine if he had the opportunity to drive one of those uh, MotoGP bikes around the mountain? Uh, a, a bike, I think he'd so do it. A, a bike around there, I, uh, you, <laughs> you, you gotta be. You gotta <laughs> be, be, be really crazy. Ballsy, but yeah. yeah. 
Well, then again, that'd be crazy to join MotoGP to begin with, Mm. right? Some sort of crazy, right? I mean, those guys are insane. Yeah. No, and the the way the race panned out, um, Nate, like you mentioned, about halfway through the race, it started to rain, um, and it, it, it came across the top of the mountain first, so everyone went up there and kind of had to like tiptoe across and then some people ducked in to to put the wets on and then there were like one or two brave souls to try and uh toughen it out and go and go for another lap but i anyone that stayed out i think they lost like 40 50 seconds in a lap um because they ended up coming back in into the pits right the lap after and pitted um and then uh there was one accident but it wasn't uh a car going into another car it was they just aquaplaned and spun it around and couldn't get get it going again and then once the that was all cleaned up and they were going to get ready to go back green the the rain had stopped and it was starting to really dry out again um so when the next pit stop rolled or the next pit stop uh sequence rolled around they all pitted for drives again and then, I don't know, I, I can't remember if it was a stint later or half a stint later, it started raining again, same issue. This time, everyone came in um, because you, it was it was raining a lot harder than trying to push, um, push it on this uh, little front that came in before. And then from there, it was... It was he- heavier rain for, I don't know, two-thirds of the last part of the race. And then when it got to like the last hour, hour and a half, it started to dry up and, uh, the there, man- well, there was one lane. There was, there was one lane. It was like starting to, you know, it become a dry line, but the rest of the track was still very much damp. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that was, that was starting to be like, when do you put on the dries? Right. Yeah. And I mean, the, uh, the interesting strategy point of the whole race was uh the the manti team uh screw it it seems like they screwed up the the drive time for matt campbell um because he he was he was by far the quickest guy in the wet um like no question about it so i completely understand why they why they kept him in the car a bit longer um to maximize that advantage but uh, the way the rules are, you can only draw. You can't for for safety reasons for the drivers, so they're not in the car overheating and they get out and they're able to um, recoup some energy and not not suffer from any dehydration or anything like that. Drivers can only be in the car for so long, and then um, and they can only do uh, they can only be in the car for a certain amount of time in one go so you have a you have a maximum amount of time you can be in the car and then um throughout the whole race and then a maximum amount of time you can be in the car for each stint um that you do so the uh (laughs) or no i'm sorry i don't think there's a maximum amount of time in total you can be in the car but there, there is a minimum amount of time that each driver has to do that's what it is um so then, towards the end of the race, 
Manti was looking off sequence uh, and not in a good way. Um, but because the track was drying out and there was a switch point to go back from the wets to the dries, that actually saved him because it cut everyone else's uh, pit strategy shorter, which got them back into a favorable uh, strategy. Sequence. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so it kind of, in in the interest of seeing a more spectacular finish, more rain would have helped um, just to kind of let that strategy play out. But, but the man there was I, the invitational car that got stuck oh, on the... Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, and there was a, that was unbelievable. I, I yeah, thought he was going to get it looped around, and then he just like, I guess he just was like on top of the, in the middle of the car. And then just the wheels in the back, the, the rear tires just yeah, couldn't he, go anywhere because they're off in himself. the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, no. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So on, I, on I, top of. It's like, here we go. The uh, green, white checkered, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Sorry. It's not NASCAR anymore. But, <laughs> no, uh, but, but on top like of. 30 something uh, minutes. Yeah. It was like a, like a 30 minute sprint to the end. Um, but given that it was, it was a level playing field, like it was still interesting to watch them all uh battle one another i mean again matt campbell just took off at the start and he just had a couple second lead throughout um over the the sun energy one car um for the rest of it but all, i mean the the audi that finished um right behind the sun energy one team wasn't far up or not yeah was only a second behind them um and then the the uh, Porsche of Phantom Global was another second and a half behind the Audi of uh, the the Washington team. Um, so overall, really good entertainment um, and something to just add to the list of races to watch for next year. Well, and plus you get to you get to watch it on YouTube, so. It's not on like one of the major TV carriers or anything, so right. A- anyone has access to this, if uh, as long as as long as you have an inter- internet connection, right? right. Which, assuming so, if you can listen to this podcast, you have an internet connection. Yeah, therefore, you can listen to us. You can listen, yeah. you can watch the twelve hours of bathroom. Yeah. So it's a win win, right? Uh, if you're asking me, so and what I guess commercials depending on if you want to pay for YouTube or not. <laughs> I I don't think there was any commercials though. No, not of the coverage, but I mean, I'm just YouTube's oh, idea of yeah, no, advertising. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, right. So, but uh, something to note. I, I I cannot believe I'm bringing this up, but the 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 BMW that had the uh, crash that rode along in the wall. Oh my I think god! There would yes. have been a, the, 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 there would have been a couple of ex gamers that would thought that was impressive. I know. Yeah, I, there was a few of us. I think that were making comments about how he looked like Tony Hawk uh, on a skateboard <laughs> grinding the rail. Oh my gosh! Like that. Well, it's it's, it's no wonder the car didn't escape the park, mm. right? I mean, Which, thank, I mean that, thankfully, that was, thankfully, he didn't. Yeah. but that that could have been way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just. It's the tough part going side by side up the mount, up and down the mountain because uh, you kind of set yourself to that, you know, being vulnerable to those kind of crashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, sucks, but, I mean, the other BMW kept going. And actually, at one point during the final restart, 
or the final stint to the uh, the finish, uh, there was there was a really good battle for third, and it was really starting to amp up with, with I think there was like five cars and three different manufacturers. Yeah, and the, and the Audi R8 out of that the wash it R8 was able to uh, sneak through and, and grab a podium. I think a surprise podium because I don't think I don't think there's really any crazy efforts in any other Audi programs, if I'm correct. No, there I mean, isn't a lot going on for Audi. Uh, no, GT3 no, because they've they've uh, I don't want to say folded, but I mean they've they've stopped making production and stopped really giving any support um to that because they've been trying to put their focus on the F1 program. Um, so are, there are still GT3 Audis that are out there roaming around, but um, there's, it's not factory support. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of support coming from the factories, um, from yeah. at, at least from our understanding of what we've read of how their program is structured. I'm sure I'm sure they're they're willing to assist anyone because I mean they're not going to say no to trying to win win a race, but I it's it's not as involved as it was before. Right. So, well, yeah. yeah. So a, co- a cool podium for Audi, I will say. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I would even say, I mean, what I would say, the Mercedes and the uh, Porsches were probably the cars to beat all weekend. Yeah, I mean the the Mercedes looked um, probably the best across all of the teams. Um. And then the Manti Porsche team was definitely the the leading team amongst the Porsches because um, there was really only the Phantom Global team that was kind of up there. Um, and then definitely the two BMWs were closely right there with the Mercedes. But w- once it rained, Matt Campbell was just on another planet and oh, geez, just bolted. He's a whole nother zip code. Yeah. yeah, he just he he was what five six seconds gone. Yeah, and like it, it only took him ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, and there's not even traffic. Like, right? Uh, he got through the traffic, and there's some help from the traffic. Yeah, but, I mean, I would say a lot of it was because the uh, the Porsche. I mean, Matt Campbell was just an animal. I mean, and they and this guy's checking off the 24 hours of Daytona. Now the bathroom's 12 hours. I, what's next, right? And so. Uh, he's having a self a, a really great start to the year. Right. I mean, next up for them is going to be Sebring. So well, there you go. So um, speaking of uh, the uh, the green Porsche, what what were they doing under one of the safety cars? They apparently they uh, tried to. You know what I'm talking about. They tried to, uh, I guess, take a, a serve a drive-through penalty under. The safety car, which yeah, so, what are you doing? So what what threw the what threw them off um, pit sequence was that they got this penalty. Um, I can't remember if it was oh no, I I th- I think they they left the pit lane before the minimum time was up, um, so they had to come in and serve a drive through penalty. Uh, but they, when they came in and served it, it was coming off of a, they they had a restart, got the penalty, and then they waited one lap um, 
to come in and do it. So then when they came around the second time, I think they tried to come in again, but the pit the pits were closed at that point. And it was really kind of odd because it just didn't seem like they were even close to making it. Um, but that's at least what we saw from the broadcast. But yeah, they they tried to come in and serve it and claim it was under green, but it, it wasn't. Um, so they just cycled around to the back and then they uh, then they came in again and at some point they uh, th- there was another safety car soon soon after no so that didn't get them off sequence man how did they get really yeah. off sequence I can't remember where, where where it went but they they did get off sequence but oh no no oh no no it, it was the drive time issue which was separate. Right. It, that, yeah, that, was yeah. the, that was their only so thing. So the Max Sorry. Campbell drive, through, uh, drive time issue. Yes, yes. But that's, then it was that's also... Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and then and then they pull off the win. Yeah. No, and, and I mean, all, all credit Amazing. to them. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, after, after having served... Ferrari strategists yeah, on I, the pit box. I mean, that's just... What do you, I don't know what that was, but... Yeah. But, I mean... After having served the penalty, they were back up in first. So they served it, and then they went from further back in the pack to to back up in the front. So all credit to them. And our homeboy, Paul Tracy, uh, brought home uh, P2, which, I mean, it's a shame because it's great result. Second's always great. Just ask me. But I just – you also – if he didn't have that, what, what, there was some issue when was he was going up the hill. P he, P two in the invitational class, just for clarification. Yeah, I'm, yeah just yes. yeah, <laughs> invitational yes. class so, right now overall. So Paul Paul Tracy uh, did race in the Bathurst twelve hours, and he was in the invitational class. So so what happened with his car that went up the hill? Because all of a sudden, I guess he got spun around. And, but then it stalled, or uh, like, or something happened. I'll be honest, Nate. the The invitational cars were having an issue. I think like every other minute <laughs> that, a, ca- that a camera that okay. a camera shot yeah. over to him. I don't. I don't know if it was re- reliability or if it was just um, uh, some of the drivers just acting like amateurs uh, and having well, moments I, once in a while. But yeah. Yeah, because he was leading for a little bit. I mean, he was in the leading class, which was cool to see. I, um, I think that invitational class swapped leaders the most, <laughs> just, well, just yeah, because of. There's only I think there's only four cars, and um, one, two, and and, and two, it was the, four, five, and, six, six cars. There's okay, so and and plus they're like main. They they were mainly the cosmic uh, safety cars. Yeah, and and Paul Tracy's team finished. Um, twelve laps behind the winner in second, and they they were eleven laps ahead of third. So definitely a definitely a reliability race in that class. Um, I, I'm not too I'm not well versed on this class, so I don't know what the um what, what, what makes it, it its own class, I guess, because they kind of look like older DTM cars, which kind of cracked me up. Um. Yeah, I, the wing was so far back. I, like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure on the on the rules of the class or whatnot. But I'm. I'm also not sure what like the um how the class usually uh 
usually runs like if reliability is a prominent thing and it, it's just kind of like whoever can make it the furthest win uh wins kind of deal you don't necessarily have to have the perf- most perfect race but you got to have the best one of of everyone kind of deal so right which i mean i would like to see paul tracy get the win i mean i mean obviously as us north americans right but um you win some, you lose some. Yeah. So, I'd like to see him come back next year. Um, so it, then again, if he gets invited again, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a couple of news and notes things just to kind of touch on. Um, really, the only thing in F one that I want to even go over is the fact that when this. We're recording this episode on a Tuesday, so tomorrow being Wednesday is going to be the first day of preseason testing in Bahrain for Formula One. So, um, oh yes, let's see who found a loophole in the rules this year. Ooh, shock! Ooh. Red Bull's top of the are, are, times. Are you ready? Um, <laughs> it might be Bull. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I, I tried on that one. That was or, t- I tried too hard. Or, or <laughs> maybe we just see them do what they did last year, which was. I, I don't think they put a fast lap down in last preseason, and they just kind of did focus on long run pace, which, again, that's their bread and butter compared to the rest of the field. Um, so I, preseason doesn't mean anything. I really haven't seen a season where a team comes right out of the box and is dominating preseason and then goes on and just – or I'm sorry – an odd team comes comes out from the winter, rocks up, puts it on the top time of the sheets, and then that carries into the into the um, the season itself. And so it, everyone's on different plans, run plans, and whatnot. So, I mean, it, yeah, the, the only one that really comes to mind is is Braun GP, but that's that's a whole that's a special story in itself. Yeah, a one year wonder. Yeah, in F one history but i'll tell you here's here's what i see here's what i see happening uh charles Leclerc is going to get the fast slap and people are going to say ferrari's back and they're not but you heard it here if it happens sure thing <laughs> yeah um, oh yes if anyone is in the need of more F1 to watch. Uh, Drive to Survive drops on Friday on Netflix. So if you want to spend your time doing that, you can do that. Um, that's about it. All that I have for F1. Uh, so IndyCar news. Uh, it was confirmed. I think the day or two after we released the last week episode or last week's episode that David Malukas is going to be out for six weeks. Um, to recover from his wrist injury or surgery that he had on his hand. Um, so that pretty much confirms that he'll miss the first two races. Uh, stinks, but, you know, hope, wish you the best of luck, David, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see you out there soon enough. Yeah. Um, and, um, so when does Zach Veach get the call? Tomorrow, <laughs> knowing our luck? <laughs> I know. Oh, actually, didn't... didn't um. Takuma Sato get uh, a ride confirmed. What was it? Was it RLL? Yeah, with RLL. Yes, it was. So he's been running the 75 car at Indy. 
Okay. Which, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's... Sean's going to laugh. Hey, listen, if, if he wins it, <laughs> there you go. So that's, It'll be good. He yeah. has a chance. He yep. has a really good chance. And I'll tell you what, he's, he's, he's the, I think one of the more impressive things I've seen him do at Indy is, of course, besides winning it twice, uh, when he was with Brick uh, Ware and Dale Coyne in his qualifying time, he was like, I coming out of turn two, like, kind of pancake, like, not pancake, but like, Tinker slapped the wall mm-hmm. and kept going and was still in the top nine. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't do that. Like, but, uh, he just brings that, you know, extra spice and entertainment mm-hmm. that thing in pep, if you will, in, at Indy. So, um, I, I, I'm so happy to see Takuma, uh, back at Indy. Yeah. Um, so, so definitely some good news there. Uh, let's see. The IndyCar also released their broadcast schedule of all the start times for each of the race. So if you want to catch that, they've posted that. Um, but d- did we talk about uh, the season finale? Oh, no, we didn't. Okay. So, no. Yeah, so this Indy- is really good news. IndyCar released a statement where they announced that the season finale that was supposed to take place on the streets of Nashville is not going to be taking place on the street course this year, but rather they're going to return and have the season finale at the Nashville super speedway. So we'll keep it in Nashville, but we're going to go from the street rate street circuit to the oval um, for the season finale, which I think I am much more excited about that. Uh, but I think that's also stemming from the fact that I'm, not a huge street course fan, so I think um, that's just that. And I wasn't really too keen on <laughs> on the previous natural races, but again, it's it's a street circuit, so I, it's hard to get passing done unless you have um, you have the the course set up wide enough. But right. That. But uh, let me tell you. So I think this is a great call by IndyCar. Not only they like. I, what is it? They can't do it because of some... What is there, an event happening that time? Or is it just logistics don't make sense? I, I don't know if they ever released a reason as to why they were switching, but because um, the way it sounded from the release, it, it just seemed like they there was no issue with the Tennessee Titans organi- uh, organization and the communication around with everyone that uh, went on to make the event possible. So I'm not, I, I don't know what the break point was to make that switch, but um, yeah. Well, let me tell you, this is a great call by IndyCar and I already have my, you know, personal thoughts of Mark miles. This is, this is finally something good. Like, and we don't need street circuit, uh, street courses, we already have the whole like good ideas of F one, which I mean, jeepers, man! And they're even talking about freaking Chicago. Like, well, give me give me a break. But anyway, so they're 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 heading in the right direction. I think they need to keep this track. I if they if they, I swear to God, if they go back to 
uh, the Nashville City Course. I, I'm going to lose it. It's cool. The idea is nice. Oh, we go over a bridge. How cute. But, all right. We, I th- personally, that ship has sailed. I think this they're, they're going to come back to this track, and it's going to be a great success. Because, the, look, IndyCar has raced there before mm-hmm. and have had great races. Great races. Yeah. Lots of room. It's not narrow, right, uh, or it's steeply banked. Um, this is this is it's one of those courses that should be returning to the IndyCar schedule, right? Uh, Milwaukee, right? That's a, that's a new addition. That's great. Your my own personal thoughts. I think they should go back to New Hampshire. Um, and you know my whole thing with the Triple Crown that should be back. I know people have their opinions, but look, this is a step in the right direction, I think. And uh, National Super Speedway, look, there's there's some strivers in the in the grid that have raced at National Super Speedway, right? Scott Dixon, for example, right? So, and I think it's just IndyCar going back to their original, uh, I guess you'd call it schedule rounds if you will i'm not i'm not i'm not quite sure how to put it but this yeah. this feels like it's a real like like indycar esque round well i mean it almost so there's there's 18 races on the calendar and seven of them with the natural super way being announced on the calendar that puts the oval count at races at seven um grand- which fine Granted, I it this actually this doesn't put another oval on the schedule. It actually it actually replaces Texas because um, they're not going there anymore. Um, or I'm, I'm well, sorry, it, 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 fills, it, it fills the void of of Texas. Um, right, right. But because look at look at it this way, right? You released a new schedule, and there's only one super speedway, that being Indy. Which, no brainer there. Mm-hmm. But I I think you're you're you have to have at least two, right? I think it personally. I think it's three or more, but I think for bare minimums, right? Two, two or more, and to, I guess depending on how this race goes, right? They might come back. Uh, because I know they, they had the one stop at New Hampshire. It was great racing up until what well, they couldn't figure out with the five last five laps to go, and then they axed the rest. Um, again, maybe a poor example, but I just I'm trying to think of they they have to complete this race. They have to make sure that it's Maybe maybe I'm going out of proportion here, but I just I really hope it's a success, and I just I, I want it to come back because the, the, the IndyCar has gone here before and it's had great races, great finishes, mm-hmm. and it's you know well, it's kind of like there's a missing void, right? Because they used to go to Chicagoland and have had tremendously close finishes, even three wide finishes for for that matter, and uh, like you said, it's kind of the missing void of Texas, and I've been seeing some. Um, some some reels on Instagram with like the uh, uh, what is it the finish with uh, at Texas with was it Graham Rahal James Hinchcliffe Tony Kanan and Simon Pagino where they were like four four wide at one point I mean mm-hmm. just please take me back those are just some great 
great races. Yeah. And that's just, you know, IndyCar's getting that, that nice mojo back, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Um, I... <laughs> Yeah, you know, if if you're gonna go on the trend of what was it last year or the year before uh, of Newgarden being the king of ovals? Oh, um, oh yeah, last year just yeah. sweeping everything except uh, one race. Well, so the six of the last eight races are ovals. So if anyone's oh gonna God. if anyone's gonna have a comeback at the end of the year, if if the first um, yeah if the first few don't don't go so well yeah um oh shoot i'm i'm sorry there's not well i mean there's 18 races but one of them is that million dollar race so that's not part of the championship so there's 17 yeah. races 17 yeah, yeah. okay well, we'll see how that goes huh I mean, right whether that fails or not i think they're still going to keep it because uh let's exclude everybody right but, <laughs> Um, uh, where is it? I want to make sure I get this right. All right. So next year, keeping in the IndyCar, uh, series, Chip Ganassi announced the, uh, sponsor, main sponsor for Alex Blow's car, which is going to be DHL. Um, did you see the paint scheme? I did. It's really it, nice. It It looks just about similar as what Grosjean ran and what Ryan Hunter Ray ran in in my eyes like just from quick glance like that's that's what it is it's, it's definitely an evolution on top of what they've run in the past but yeah it looks good so that that'll that'll be a car running up the front pretty often i would say right um keeping with Polo uh he is going to be making his 24 hours of Le Mans debut with Chip Ganassi in the Cadillac GTP car. Um, so that will be very cool to see him uh, in that race as well and have a shot to to get the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans win. Um, and then from a segue of Le Mans, uh, the entry list for this year's Le Mans race has been revealed and there is a there is 52 cars on this list um i'm sorry 62 cars on this list uh the there is going to be t- three classes hypercars lmp2s and gt3s there is going to be 23 gt3s 16 LMP2s and 23 hypercars. <laughs> so that's insane. The top class. Yeah. Th- this that's is, almost unheard of lately. Yeah. But, like, I mean, but a couple of years ago, right? I mean, right. I, I mean, this is really going to be awesome um, to watch, and I'm all for it. Uh, I'm trying to. I got to see where I put it, but I, I had the number of how many unique manufacturers there are, there are, and it's either like 15 or 19, something like that. Um, but I am, th- this is easily my favorite race of the year. 
Um, and I'm so glad that the top class has grown to this size that it is. Um, cause we're going to have, uh, we're going to have Asado Frascini this year as well. And then we're also going to have, um, if, if Lamborghini isn't making it, it's, it's one other manufacturer that's, I think BMW is going to finally be in it this year. Um, where, where is this account? There's this one account um, called Only Endurance on Instagram, and they they are by far one of my favorite accounts right now regarding all um, sports car no, uh, news. Right. Um, let's see. Oh, so and then I got I, – I, well, I also got the picture of the uh, AF Corsa card that you sent me earlier today. Yes. That's yes. a nice-looking paint scheme. Yes. Yeah, so, so the th- – uh, Ferrari is going to enter three cars um, in their hypercar cl- uh, class, and the third one is going to be the 83 car and uh, run by um, run by AF Corsa. And they inverted the color scheme, so it's primarily yellow with red bands on it, um, which it's it's not Ferrari red, but it's still keeping within the Ferrari badge color scheme. Um, so it, it, it'll be, it'll be nice out there. Nice to see out there. And, and you can definitely pick it apart. Um, aside from the, uh, the yellow Cadillac. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's, Oh, okay. It, it's 15 different manufacturers that are going to be spread across the field. So, I mean, in, in the hypercar class alone, there's Cadillac, Porsche, Toyota, um, Sara Fraschini, uh, which is the the Italian boutique brand. Um, BMW, Lamborghini is going to have two cars. Alpine is going to be running two cars this year. Uh, Ferrari, Peugeot. Um, yeah, I, I th- I'm really looking forward to this year. So I mean, this year, I, I think it's going to be something special this year for the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans, uh, right? Because I mean, there's just so many manufacturers that can win it this year. They, th- that's the thing. Most of them can win it. I would, I mean, I would say best bet Toyota, just, you know, hence their time in WEC. Uh, but it's, it's also, you know, what, if what have teams found out from the year prior, I, I really don't see Lamborghini being all that, uh, up the front. They might, they, they might run into a reliability issue. I mean, what are they? Uh, they're doing the twelve hours of Sebring, right? So yes, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they'll, they'll they'll find information out there and kind of you know bank off of what they find there, I guess. Yeah, the, the the tires are slightly different between the two series. Um, so the but um, and there's a a slight difference in. Um, in BOP between the cars, uh, or I'm sorry, between the two series of all the cars. Uh, but sure enough, like Sebring is a great testing grounds and, um, WC also has their prologue, uh, coming up as well. Um, and then their season will kick off shortly too. So, but, um, in the meantime, uh, coming up this weekend is F1 preseason testing and we'll get into, um, the season opener for that before we even get to 
uh, Sebring itself. Yeah. So. Exciting stuff for the months. Right. Right. So. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, oh, no. Hold on. I'm sorry. The WC Prologue, I think, is this weekend. Oh. Which then. At what, Bahrain? Uh, or? K- Qatar. Oh, Qatar, Qatar. Yes. And then, um, and then the opening round for WEC is the week after, which is the same. Oh, all right. F1 and, and WEC open up at the same weekend. Nice. And then. Very, very nice. And then IndyCar has their season opener the following weekend. All right. So, so we're, we're, oh, wow. And the, hold on. But wait, there's more. The Bath uh, Supercars is kicking off their season at Bathurst for the yeah five, Bathurst five hundred five hundred yep. is this weekend. Oh, all right, yeah, we're we're back in ra- uh, we're, we're we're back in racing season. Okay, yeah, oh yeah, we're back. <laughs> well, they taught a five hundred kind of does yeah, that, right? Yeah, but yeah, uh, no, that's a good point. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, all right, so pl- plenty so of cool stuff, cool yeah. stuff coming up. All right, so th- this weekend is the Bathurst five hundred for supercars. WEC has their preseason test testing this weekend. F1 testing is today. Uh, by the time this this podcast comes out, um, yeah, yeah. So lot, lots to talk about next next week for sure. So with that, good night. Thank you guys for listening to the Redness Podcast, hosted by Christian Abbott, Sean Abbott, and Nathan Lavender. It's produced by. Christian Abbott and music is by Alex Wart and Harrison Taylor.